All right, Coach. Well, what were your initial thoughts following that game last night? A, a tough game. They eventually, you know, kind of blew it open there in the second half. What were your thoughts after the game? Well, I think it's a, it's a similar a similar formula to what's taken place in a couple of games we've played this year. We've hung with, you know, bigger, more physical teams for a, a short period of time. Uh, when we go to the bench uh, to try to give the guys a little bit of a blow, teams extend the lead. And, uh, and then we chase them the rest of the game. And, you know, we're going to play to win. So with that said, uh, you know, I'm not playing to lose close games. I'm trying to do some things that might turn the ball over and then turn open the floor a little bit. And they handled our pressure very well. I thought they played a lot harder than we did, especially in the second half. And, uh, and that's a concern. You know, I think that uh, just watching them before the game, I could tell that, look, they're a uh, bottom half Southeast Conference team. They recruit undersized, tough kids, and uh, their toughness and their physicality, uh, you know, rattled us quite a bit. With the exception of Ryan Canty, I felt. Now it seems like one of the trends this season for your team is getting down in the first half and then making a little bit of a run to start the second half. What do you think the issue has been in the first half of games for your team this year? Well, I just think once again it's immaturity, and uh, I'm, I'm pressing them and pushing them and uh, to motivate them to come out and understand. You have to jump on people early. You have to play hard for 40 minutes, and, and that's something that we're struggling with right now. Uh, and that starts at the top. It starts with Chris Gass, and it starts with uh, you know Jermaine, uh, Brandon Frazier. Uh, if those two guys are not setting an example and going out and doing everything the way that we need them to do, it's, well, why will the young guys? You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, it's something I'm on Chris and, and Brandon uh, about a great deal, and I think last night, uh, neither had uh, uh, their, brought their A game, so to speak. That was actually my next question, Frazier and Gaston. They had six points each. What did Ole Miss do that really shut them down in that game? Well, you know, it's, it's, there is a progression in, in Brandon's case from being just another guy on the floor to being a marked man, so to speak. Now teams know he's averaging 16 a game. The ball's in his hands. Uh, they know if they cut off the head, they can, you know, they can beat Fordham. And that's the point guard. So if they feel like they can get into him and, and make him a focal point, he's got to learn how to respond nine in and nine out to, to that, to, to being double teamed on occasion, to teams really putting their best defender on them instead of their second or third defender. Uh, in Chris's case, you know, it's, it's uh, something that's happened over my three years here. When he plays against very physical, tough four men, he doesn't fare well. And, uh, you know, I thought Holloway last night was a beast. You know, he came out fired up and, uh, you know, our scouting report on him that he was going to drive the ball left was there. And they just ran a bunch of isos and he did whatever he wanted to out there. And in turn, you know, he had to get eight and seven at the half and ended up with a double-double. So. And speaking of Chris Gasson, he spent a lot of that second half on the bench. Was that just trying to rest him for the 8-10 or injury, or what was the deal with that? Well, he was complaining a little bit about his knee. But, uh, you know, I watched the game last night uh, when I got back to my room. And, uh, you know, I, he was running the floor great on offense, so it didn't look like the knee was hurting there. On the defensive end, he was complaining it was tough to get out to double teams. But uh, we'll see. You know, we'll have uh, Dave Zippo will look at it today. He'll get treatments today and tomorrow, and, uh, and we're going to practice again tomorrow morning. Coach, you're now four and eleven at this point. You have a very young roster. How are the younger guys reacting to, you know, not a lot of success early on? Well, it's tough, and some of them are reacting better than others, obviously. But, uh, you know, once again, you know, we're tired of making excuses here. We played too many road games, and we're too young, and, and we were a little banged up. But with that said, uh, you know, I talked to them after the game about this being a new season. You know, now we're into the Atlantic Ten. We can make things. 
uh, make things right in the Atlantic 10 by taking care of business, and we open up with two home games in the Atlantic 10. So in college basketball, there's really four seasons. There's your non-conference schedule, which we just completed. There's your in-conference schedule. Then hopefully in our case, there's the A-10 tournament, because we'll be competing for that this year. And then uh, for, you know, for special teams, there's a postseason. So you look at it in four different segments. Segment one is over. We've put that behind us. Now we've got to uh, be a better team because of it, have learned from it, and then move forward here and have some success in the A-10. That brutal non-conference schedule, it's finally out of the way. How happy are you just to be done with that and to be getting into conference play? Well, look, you know, uh, I guess two weeks ago we looked at our schedule and we said, hey, we got 20 games left and half are at home. So we were thrilled by that. You know, the idea of playing away constantly does grade on you. It grades on you physically. It grades on you mentally. And then obviously not being able to win some of those games. And I thought there were other games that were games that we could have won had we been a little more mature, had we been a little more healthy. But... It is what it is. You are what your record says you are. So right now we're a 4-11 and basketball team. But we're going into conference play, and, and uh, you know, everyone is 0-0 zero and zero in the A-10. And, and uh, now we got to see if we've uh, grown from this. Coach, recently Mandel Thomas was moved into the starting lineup. At times he struggled with his shooting, but he brings a lot of energy. What have you thought of the way he's played since becoming a starter? Uh, okay. You know, uh, actually today what I did, I talked to my staff, and on the flight here, each of us individually on our own are going to, uh, you know, grade everyone on the team and give everybody a letter grade as if we were their professor. And uh, I have individual meetings with the guys, you know, once a month or so, and tomorrow's our meetings uh, after practice, and I'm going to talk to each of them about how we think they've graded out so far this year, what we, they need to get better at. And, uh, you know, Mandel has been inconsistent. He's been up and down, but his effort has been consistent. And I, and I see him getting better each time he gets on the floor. He's learning quite a bit. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't think Mandel Thomas is the problem right now. I don't think he's a Claren problem. I think he's going to continue to get better and give us minutes. He competes every day in practice, and, and that's an important thing, and he's being rewarded for that because, once again, there's been some inconsistency in that department. Coach Brian Smith had 18 points against Monmouth. He had 14 last night, hit a number of three-pointers. Do you like that he was able to have back-to-back -back solid games for you? Yeah, well, I think he had a good first half, and that's why we were in the game, you know, until – when Brian stopped making shots, they extended their lead, and Brian can't disappear for those stretches. You know, we talked about that, but I thought he came out very aggressively. He, even the shots he missed in the first half were good shots to take because it really made the defense aware of him and in turn created some space. Now, Jermaine Myers was a guy who logged a lot of minutes early on. Now that he's been moved to the bench, how has he reacted to that move? What have you seen out of him these last couple games? Well, I haven't been pleased. I, and uh, I talked to him about it last night, and I'm going to talk to him at length about it tomorrow in our individual meetings. You know, uh, And it's not just in the games. It's in practice. He needs to compete. He needs to do things. If he's not making shots, he should still be a ball hawk and be on the ball and really be in good job defensively. And then offensively, bringing us some energy, getting into the lane, getting people shots. That's what point guards do. Uh, you know, he's a freshman who's a little physically beat up and I think mentally beat up by the losing. You know, a lot of these guys never lost uh, much in high school. And now they come and they're experiencing this, uh, this tough non-conference schedule in our record now at 4-11. and 11. So they, they don't know how to handle it. It's a first-time life experience for them. But you either push through it or you get run over. That's that's what life's all about. So, you know, that's the the, the trial and tribulations of uh, of freshmen sometimes. Now let's start to look ahead. Four and eleven, the record right now. What would you say the identity of this team is at this point? Well, I, I think we're you know we're bipolar. You know, right now, to be quite honest, I think that uh, we play well in stretches. 
you know, Ryan Canty has another monster game last night with 15 and 10 against the Southeast Conference team, but Chris Gaston disappears. Uh, then Chris will have a big game, and then we didn't get much out of Ryan. So we're still waiting for games where they're both playing at a very high level. And then in turn, let's get uh, you know let's get the backcourt up and running here, and, and get some of these guys shooting the ball a little bit better. Uh, you know, the backcourt's a little uh, light now with Jeff Short out. He hasn't been playing great, but once again, he's another scoring threat and another body to put into the game to spell people. So. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not happy. Obviously, by the record, I'm not happy with, uh, with the way that this played out. I, I kind of thought at worst we could be a 500 team, coming out of, uh, you know, coming out of non-conference play. Uh, and I think if we health, if we were healthy, we might have been. You know, we might have been able to pull that off, even with the brutal schedule. But uh, we've got a lot of work to do. Myself, my staff, and this team. And. Uh, you know, these young guys have got to understand. They've logged a lot of minutes. We're in the middle of the season. Last night was game 15. So we're right about at the midway point. And uh, once again, I'll, if I have to shorten up the rotations and play six or seven guys, because I feel those six or seven guys are the ones that are competing every day in practice and doing what they need to do to get better, then so be it. You know, I've done that in the past with certain teams. But uh, I would hope that uh, their energy and their commitment is still as great as uh, our staffs are. So. Uh, uh, it'll be. I think tomorrow will be a very telling day. Uh, I think a lot of them uh, will. Uh, you know, the, the term I use with them all the time is the greatest gift I can give you is the truth, and that's what coaches do. You know, your parents love you. I have children. I love my parents, and I see my children play sports, and I just revel in it. And 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 you know, and then they and coaches tell them everything they want to hear. They're old coaches. They're high school coaches. They're AAU coaches, and their parents tell them how great they are. And then the coach tells them the truth. So. Tomorrow, it's going to be, I'll be taking confession, so to speak, and I'll sit there with them and I'll get their impression and then I'll tell them what, what their penance are and how they're going to get better. Now, Coach, if you could highlight one area in particular, where, what area does this team need to improve upon the most? I think every team needs to shoot the ball better. If you asked any coach that, offensive field goal percentage is the key. It, it solves a lot of problems. If you can make shots, it hides a lot of weaknesses for a team. And, uh, you know, we need some of our guys to, to, to still figure out how hard it is. They're still trying to figure out, rather, how, and realizing how hard it is to get good shots on this level. And then, uh, in turn, getting good ones. And when you get the opportunity to get a good one, don't, don't pass that up, knock it down. But I think offensive field goal percentage is a key for us, and we have to continue to work on that each day in practice. A lot of games on the road here in the first part of the season kind of bouncing all over the place. How much of a luxury is it for you to have your first two 8-10 games at home? Well, good and bad, like everything else this season. It's great we're at home. The bad thing is the students aren't back. Uh, you know, the Duquesne game, the league does us a favor by giving us two at home, but as well as students are still away. So the Duquesne game, you know, we're going to have to find some. Uh, we've been working hard to try to get some local groups in, but it's a Wednesday night, so that'll be tough. You know, you don't want to give up that home court advantage that you're capable of having. I'm hoping that the students are back. I've been told by some of the student body that a lot of kids will come back on Saturday just because they're ready to get back to school early after being home. And hopefully we'll get a great crowd that Sunday afternoon for the UMass game. But uh, it's, I'd much rather be home. I'm not complaining. Uh, you know, being on the road is, is, is tough all the time. And uh, as we look at the schedule now, as we move forward with 16 games and half of them being at home, that's a good thing by me. And this is my final question for you, Coach. You're into A-10 play. Uh, the conference is kind of tough when you have you know, teams like Butler who beat the number one team in the country in Indiana earlier this season. How do you see the A-10 kind of shaping out right now? 
I think it's an outstanding league. I think it's probably the fifth or sixth round conference in the country right now. I think the additions of Butler and VCU have been tremendous in the sense of exposure for the league. Obviously, Temple having great wins. Uh, you know, Butler some national uh, wins. Xavier, who is supposedly going to be down this year after losing uh, a number of their players, Lions and Wells, uh, having some quality wins early in the year. So the league hasn't missed a beat. I think the league continues to grow and get better. And uh, Fordham's program needs to do the same. We can't feel confident in that we've made some strides moving forward here. Uh, everyone else's commitment continues to grow and get bigger, and ours needs to do the same. But I think this is an outstanding basketball conference. I think if, the, if they were going to bids now, we'd probably get five teams in the tournament. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think as you look at our schedule within the conference, uh, one of the things that's interesting or makes it a little difficult is in our home games we're playing the premier teams. You know, uh, as compared to playing bottom half teams at home where you feel much more comfortable about being able to get wins against them. But to have Butler in Rose Hill Gym in February is going to be a huge game. To have Temple at the end of the year in one of their last 8-10 games before they move on is going to be huge. Uh, you know, obviously UMass was a highly rated team. We got St. Joe in, who was picked to win the league. So I think there's going to be some tremendous home games, and then we have to find ways as we mature as a team to go win some road games. You know, we've got to go find ways to go win games on the road in this conference. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, I'm going to grade these players. I'm grading myself and my staff as well. I mean, I'm giving myself a C right now because it's my job to find better ways to motivate these guys. And, uh, and I'm not happy with that. I think I've got to find ways to push their buttons. I've got to find ways to motivate them. I have to find ways to, uh, you know, to coach my staff so we can continue to get better as a group. Rams head coach Tom Pecora, thanks a lot, coach. Thank you. Always a pleasure.